So, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for someone to go. And Ryan, go with the theme song. Nah, piggy, piggy, piggy. If I do it every time, it's gonna get annoying and predictable. Fair enough. Predictable, like the games I play. Fair enough. Right. This is the Immaterial Gamers podcast. Oh, which... we started. Yeah. Well, shut up. Yeah. Start that's, again. That's, that's, that's how we start. So yeah. Uh, before I was. Uh, Sense of confusion. Yeah, Immaterial Gamers Podcast. This is episode six. We've been doing this for a month and a half. Good lord. I know. God save us all. Who, who would have thought that, that, that that's how time works when you do a weekly podcast? And after one month of viewership, we I think our biggest video has 30 views on YouTube? Yeah, which was the first one. Mm. Uh, good old episode one called Dudden. Dudden. But uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going. You know, there's only so far you can, only so far you can sink. Right, like my morality. I've just done a test and everyone passed. Oh, good. Fair enough. Right, so this is being recorded on the 9th of September, which you know, other than just being the ninth of the ninth, um, nothing much has gone on this week other than the gaming news that we'll talk about. Uh, my name's Ryan, otherwise known as Not Him Again. See, told you I can do it. Congratulations, you introduced yourself. So what yeah. is that, like, two of six? <laughs> it's probably the first yeah. time. No, everyone's been like, who's been hosting this? Yeah, it's just like, who's, who's this guy? And why does he keep introducing everyone else and neglecting to mention himself? Yeah, You're just so, a bite on this guy. Again. Hi, how you doing? Uh, this week, with me, I have a couple of regulars and one who hasn't been around since episode two. So we'll start with him first. He's uh, a good good friend who resides in the town of Bolton somewhere, maybe? I don't know, is that correct? Uh, roughly. <laughs> roughly? Ah, rough, rough, rough introduction to find. It's, uh, it's our good friend Darius Darius. Hello, everyone. And, uh, also coming through on this are my effective regulars now. So, from Canada, we got Jeff Ada, otherwise known as Duncan. That's me. And Stefan, otherwise known as Masamuni113. I can fly! I wonder sometimes about what prescriptions you're on that makes you feel like you can fly. He's Just not on prescriptions, that's why he thinks he can fly. Hey, he oh god, that's to fix himself. Yeah, you would but he understand. won't go to a doctor. Natural, natural alternatives to medicine, just Minecraft. That's the best Minecraft, that's the best medicine. Yeah. Laughter. Yeah, one by one cubes of medicine. So, we'll go through the usual topics like we do every single episode, pretty much. We'll look at what we've been playing, we'll look at some gaming news, and while that's going on, I'll try and think of a question. Is the question is, what is the question? It may become that. <laughs> If you were hosting the Immaterial Gamers podcast, what question would you ask the other uh, members? Yeah, yeah. You know what? If that if that comes along, yeah, you'd like to ask any sort of questions. We do have a a, a Twitter actually. Maybe I should you know use that a bit more often. Twitter.com/slash/immaterialgamer because it didn't have enough room for an S. That's just because you're par. You can't fard the S. I yeah. think we should. I th I personally think it should be like uh, immaterial productions. You know, it's like I am productions or something like that. And then it's like gamers. It's just like eh, it's part of it. You know, maybe eventually we'll have things that aren't gaming related. Yeah, 
Well, you know, so far, I am, you know, you know don't tell Matt yet, but... Now, he already, he already knows that later down the line I want to make it the Immaterial Network, of which gamers will be part of it, but mm, I like that. one step at a time, we'll go there. But yeah, twitter.com slash immaterialgamer. I know we should do this at the end, but I'll do it now. Um, if there are any questions that want to come up, we also have the Facebook, which is facebook.com slash immaterialgamers. It works. They allowed me to have an S. And don't so, forget the yeah. clan for... Destiny. Yeah, and and then we've got clans for an absolute metric fuck ton of games. So yeah, immaterial gamers will be around somewhere if you know where to look. So let's move on from uh, social media plugs. What plugs? Yeah, that's the one. And uh, we'll we'll go into the sockets, which are the uh, the games that we've been playing. Who should I start with first? The one who's not been around yeah. the most. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah let's, that's a good idea. Let's, let's reacquaint ourselves with our favorite vampire. Yeah, our ah, oh yes, of course. Just don't our let him count. Material game is Vampire Princess. It's Darius. What games have you been playing, mate? Uh, well, oddly, I have not finished the Vampire yet. Ah. Um, I stuck on kind of last act or something like that. Um, not played that much like recently. Oh, last well, sucks. Uh, yeah, that sucks a little bit, yeah. Uh, however, I've been playing uh, more like playtesting Sea of Thieves. Thieves. Oh, uh, yes, the uh, Microsoft's uh, little yeah, pirate game. Yes, me and Stefan found a nice um, way to try it. We've paid, I think, a pound for our two months. Two pounds. Of two pounds for a Game Pass. Yeah. So that's two months of kind of like 10 games which you can play on PC as well mm. as uh, 20 odd or even more on Xbox. With more to come! <laughs> yeah, with more to come. <laughs> I feel like free advertisement here. Yeah, um, so, that's a... so, yeah, I mean, what, how, do you, how do you feel the value for money is for that at the moment? At the moment, quite okay because I enjoy Precore. Mm -hmm. It's like a um, well, platformer game. With some RPG and hack and slash elements into it. Mm. Um, I, think that, I think the last time I actually ever saw that was when they did what was it, an E3 announcement like two years back. Probably or, or something like that. Well, you 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 are a character on a planet which you're supposed to inhabit. Mm. However, the ship blow up, everyone dead, uh, and oh, you and star. and. <laughs> Your companion is a robot, okay. who, who helping you to find strange other robots who are supposed to be there to make the planet habitable for people. But something has always went wrong. The robots who are supposed to be your allies, they are your enemies. Mm. And you're running around, killing robots, destroying crates, finding prismats. Uh, and trying to fix the place. This sounds yeah. familiar. It's kind of like uh, the story doesn't have anything much into it. It's like one of many. Sounds but a bit overall, like yeah. But overall, it's it's kind of nice game, nice wow. nice platformer. If you want to, you know, just sit down and relax. That's that's nice. Okay. Uh, well, I've started 
I've been playing too much recently the uh, Heroes of the Storm. Oh, yeah. Uh, last time when I talked about it, I was playing like two matches, two, well, let's say four matches a week. Mm. Now I'm playing like four matches, four games uh, a day. Ah, good, good, good. In, in increased uh, production. Yeah. Next we'll be or playing four games an hour. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah four basically, <laughs> uh, basically one game uh, can last from like 15 minutes to the longest which I ever had was 33 minutes. Mm. Um, so you're looking like 45 to an hour uh, for four games of, um, of Heroes of the Storm. Uh, apart from it, um, Destiny. Oh, yeah. Destiny I'm looking too. forward to add another, like, 100 or 200 hours to it. Yeah. Not including the thousands of hours on Destiny 1 on PlayStation 4. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but should probably let people know as well that, uh, well, I, I certainly have a confession to make. Which is? I made no promise. Uh, yeah, I've also ended up back on Destiny 2 as well. Hmm. Yeah, I I said I wasn't going to, because over the previous episodes you'll have seen my not. Oh, can we uh, leave the discussion about it for a little bit later? You sure? Yeah. Do you want to do it now? Fine, we can do it now. Yeah. So, Wait, yeah. Who's, who's the leader here? <laughs> so yeah, I was I was pull pull off push off uh, from Destiny because of the pricing about how they making the content. Um, but yeah, I got the game uh, a gift from for a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm quite ha- happy to have it because it adds and changes a lot in the game and. I'm pretty sure I would be spending a lot of hours on it. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll give it this for considering something, considering the price and you know my, what would be the, me holding back on actually wanting to try it. It's actually changed the features around a little bit to make it a bit more playable, to make it feel like there's actually stuff going on. Oh. Would would you say like sort of compared to where we were getting to at the end of of um, Warmind, sort of the last expansion, how everything sort of got? Well, here's your end game, but we're going to stop you from achieving that end game by drip feeding you stuff. I still think we get that a bit. Yeah, but it's not as apparent, and now there's actually more content. I've noticed now that they've added the. PlayStation exclusive strikes. Uh, they're just temporary for now. But yeah, I get you. Uh, in the past, there was like when you reach the end game, there was not really much to do apart from just getting a new gear. Yeah. Uh, for, for starters, right now you can uh, you can work towards unlocking the. Uh, I'm not sure how it's called at the moment. I forgot. Uh, but you have like a list of achievements to get. There are thousands of them. Ah, yeah, the triumph system. Yes, exactly. So that's something which you can work towards, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I feel that actually, you know, they're actually, Bungie is working from Blizzard's book 
of that yeah. is yeah give people content but then give people ways of experiencing it slightly different for the sake of especially yeah. if if they advertising the game as MMO yeah that's that's the problem and it's like they want to call themselves an MMO but they also at the same time just want to call themselves a shared world shooter you gotta you gotta draw a line you can't you can only be one or the other yeah. And trying to go the MMO way, I think, would actually work better for him. But that's that's just me. Well, we'll see how things go, because uh, there will be definitely be Destiny 3. Um, so, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, uh, that's it. Um, that's all, all All I've been playing. Pass Fair on. Fair enough. Sorry, I cut you off there. What was that? Uh, pass on, pass... Pass, ah. pass it to the other person. <laughs> yeah, so we'll pass the baton. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Okay, don't all jump up at once. Right, uh, Steph. You're the buddy host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan, take command. I was just waiting to see, you know, if I could politely let someone else do it, but no. Yeah, okay, then, we, fair enough. We like Steph. to be told what to do. I mean, irregardless of whether or not you would like to be polite or not, I mean. The, if we're six episodes in now and every single episode you've been like alright let's move on to the next person I'm going to pick this guy you say that's that's just how the format of the show has been since its inception so don't change oh. it now on us oh damn I wanted to win, I wanted to improve no I can't call it like improving that was just a bit lazy on my part if you're going to introduce right. a change then say so at the beginning of the podcast or pre the podcast eh. don't trust him I like uh, this isn't the improv podcast Ryan. Yeah, no, That's no, still a no. Development. That, that, yeah, that'll be that'll be coming at some point once I've neatened everything up on that. But okay, fair enough. Let's move on, Steph. Damn it, I was hoping you forgot. No. Okay, I can always hope. Um, what have I been playing this week? I have been playing Destiny, obviously, yeah. with you and um, Darius and Dana. Yep. No wait, no, with yep. that. Have we been playing with Danny this week? Mm, I don't um, think so. Maybe not. We we did we did perk Danny's interest, but possibly possibly not. We don't know. Um, what else have I been playing? Been playing Minecraft. I'm on a public server at the minute with um, Dark, Totara. Yep. Um, right now what we're doing is playing Skyblocks. Okay. Um, but we are looking at playing other server mini games and stuff like that we're just trying to find one more that actually supports the mini games nowadays seems to be really hard to find oh. they're more expecting people to create the mini games and then just do them on the same server then or just um a lot of it if you want a mini game it's going to be pvp and at the minute we're not wanting to do the pvp so no, we don't want to do the hunger games or anything like that at the minute we want to try doing some of the team based ones yeah so more cooperative experiences yeah. then. Okay. Um, I've also been playing. A, I played. I only played it yesterday. A game mm. called Simulator. It's um. What do you simulate? You 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 make your own people. You pl you um get special cards to start off with. The first card you get is humanity. You place it on an island. You get like a little map. You place it on an island, and from there you have to give them what they need. But you're limited by your cards. To get more cards, you have to make humanity live longer. The longer they live and the happier they are, the more coins you get at the end of it. Because after right. you've used, you start off with 50 cards, 
And after you've used R50, your last card will always be Doomsday. Or, like, just end it. So you just kill off everyone. Mm. Um, but I've, I've not played it that much, and I've only got up to 53 cards, so it's not really going that far at the minute. Alright. Just uh, have to keep us up to date on how that works. Um, what else have we been playing? Um... I've also played, and I just played it just before this podcast, actually. Um, oh, yeah. A game called, if I go into my collections, because I can't remember what it's called, Evolution. Evolution. I was going to say, what, you can't remember Rainbow Six Siege? <laughs> 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 no, I, I might have played that. I've been playing it for like three years. <laughs> hey, hey, I've played that, and then i played this after Rainbow Six. Leave me alone. I do many things. Um, with this, you create like a skeleton and you add muscles to it and um, you then click evolve and with that it, you're trying to do a certain task like um, the tasks at the minute are running, jumping, jumping object over obstacles and there's another one which I can't remember at the minute and you're trying to make something that can do that and as the game progresses it's like you. I've set it up at the minute so each phase is 10 seconds and after 10 seconds, it'll go to the next generation. So from what the right. first generation's learned, it will be adapted to the second. So they they will slowly start walking better. They'll start being able to do other stuff better. Slowly developing their skills to become the humans we all know and love today. Us. Okay. And that... I think that's literally all I've been playing. Huh. Yeah, fair enough. There's uh, a lot of stuff I wasn't expecting, so... <laughs> hey, I do unexpected stuff all the time. Yeah, spontaneity is key. Okay, now, right, uh, let's move on then to Duncan. What have you been on, mate? Uh, so, I haven't played a whole lot of new games or different games. I haven't played any new games, quote-unquote, but I, uh, mm-hmm. I was playing a little bit of Rainbow Six with uh, with the guys, as, uh, as yeah. they all know. Uh, I had a really good game... Uh, right before this podcast, actually, uh, I went eleven and like two or three over uh, a best of five tiebreaker. Okay. So oh, that that, that whole good. game was good for all of us. Well, especially for me yeah. as well. Me, me maybe, and you. Maybe what we should do from now on, every time we're about to play a multiplayer game, is we just play a bunch of uh, terrorist hunt. You know, get ourselves all relaxed and like calm down, and then you know get ourselves to shoot things mood. really quickly, and then it's just like we we'll go to multiplayer and we we'll like bop, 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 and get everybody, and we're like ah cool. We take it too seriously, and we just we just choke it away. It's like zero one three zero one four. Oh God, help me. Yeah, it's just it's like if if you're playing it like it's just another game, it would probably work better. I ah. did forget like like up to 40 seconds into the first round of our of our game that we were even playing against other humans i'm like all oh, right i actually have to try uh uh okay uh what, are, what do i do <laughs> i was about to say you did that in the first one was that was was that the quote where i was hearing is that the window yes that's the window and um, uh, no i think that possibly. was the one after ah uh, right okay just, uh, just, just like, like, yes, that is a window. Oh no, that's a bullet that's come through the window no, into my cranium. What you got is um, one of our defenses. I think it was a second defense we did, and mm. as I said, window, he got shot 
from the window at the same time, and he just spotted him at the same time I said window. Yeah. Ah. Couldn't quite back off in time. Oh, well. So you win some, you lose one. Have they got the new Brits, then? Oh, they do, they do. I got uh, Clash, the shielded defender, who uh, is really annoying to deal with. And she's from and, Destiny. Yeah. And we have Gavin Free from Achievement Hunter, oddly. Uh, that's a weird choice. Uh, he has a blowtorch for some reason. Right. I Just just to confirm on this, that you are not shitting me. It, it looks well, like, I mean... It looks like him. It does look like him. Right, okay. Oh, fair enough, I was just about to say... The hell, that's a bit weird to you know Ubisoft in their hyper-realistic game. They've got right. Uh, let's uh, let's get that guy from Achievement Hunter and uh, send him with a blowtorch. Yeah. And he just throws moon balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just so does, every every yeah. action he does is in super slow mo. Yeah. That that's his ultimate. <laughs> yeah, just like that, that little music in the background. <laughs> Slow motion replay of the bullet going directly between his eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems the Gavin way. Yeah. So we got Clash, who's a female defender. She puts up a shield, an electro shield, uh, that she can shield. use to tickle people to death. Uh, mostly, nice. it's just to annoy people. It's unlimited bullets, but it has to recharge. Uh, the shield itself can stay out as long as she wants. She can't attack hmm. with it, obviously. It's a full-body shield. Completely bulletproof. Uh, the only way to really deal with her uh, is you have to, like, melee her shield. And that kind of that kind of makes her stumble a little bit, and then you get her again, either by shooting her or hitting her or punching her again. Uh, the danger yeah. comes in when you try to go for that move, and she drops her shield and then pulls out a gun. But then, I mean... That's uh, that's life. That's shield units. Yeah, but the other issue with it but is while she's stunning you... But the gun has to be loaded. You can't... Yeah. It's harder to get to while she's stunning you. Yeah. So she's pretty tough. She's hard to get around. Other than with, like, explosives and other such gadgets, she's, uh, she can be... She's she's tricky. She's going to take a little bit of a learning curve. I'm just going to carry impact grenades around all the time. Uh, impact mm. grenades are for defenders, and... Shh. People don't know this. They do now. Yeah, I know, it? Damn you, okay. Spot, spot. Shadows. Right. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, also, while I was, uh, uh, this is my sister's influence speaking again, my, uh, my little weeaboo sister. Oh, yeah. Got me to play some, uh, Japanese game. It's a free-to-play, uh, light horror psychological horror I'm gonna call it uh, oh. game made in uh, RPG Maker 2000 or whatever called Ebe 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 spelled I-B uh, so basically Ebe spelled I-B uh, <laughs> is this free to play free to download game uh, where essentially you play as this nine year old girl who goes to a, an art museum with uh with her family, uh, and you accidentally find yourself in another dimension, you know, as you do. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's my greatest fear, that's why I don't go there. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, you fall into this alternate dimension that's uh, mostly just trying to kill you. Uh, there's lots of 
There's some creepy imagery, some weird ominous text. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's sort of baby's first horror game, except I'm an enormous pussy who thinks that Luigi's Mansion is a terrifying game, so it's just a nightmare to me. Uh, so in order to really progress through that game, I uh, I found it necessary to drink some uh, liquid courage, uh, aka ah, yes. rum. Okay, good, good. And by some, I mean like six drinks or so. About half the bow. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was well inebriated, and uh, the this, this, the spooks weren't quite as effective on me anymore. Although uh, I did not anticipate this, uh, it's also a game about puzzle solving, so that made that really difficult. Oh, oh, well, right. So you needed the ability to be sober enough to do the puzzles, yet drunk enough to avoid the spoops. Yeah, and I kind it. of uh, I, that was me. I was playing with something on my desk. Uh, so yeah, I kind of went, I just kind of blazed right past that, that healthy Goldilocks zone and went straight into uh, Chit-Faced. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, so, so that was fun. Uh, I yeah. didn't exactly get it finished in one sitting though, so that was a problem. When I came back to it completely sober, I'm like, oh right, I forgot this game is scary. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I don't really want to spoil too much about the story because it's like, eh, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very narrative-driven game, and a lot of, mm. it's one of those games where like nearly every decision you make, including choices of text responses to other characters in the game, will affect what kind of ending you get, and it, you, you know, there's like 55 million endings, so yeah it's a very narrative driven game i don't want to say too much about it but it's uh it's it's a fun little thing it takes you about two or three hours generally depending on what kind mm. of ending you get okay. and how smart you are mm. oh god that, that that sort of stuff narrative based horror it's almost reminded me of a does a what is it the free game on steam a doki doki literature club yeah it's not quite on that level of uh uh you out there-ness Mm. It's uh, it's relatively conventional, just yeah. It's all yeah. like it's all it's like pixel art stuff. So it's like that kind of like, in some in some ways that kind of uh, takes down the horror elements, and in other ways it almost emphasizes it. It's like some things mm. are like you know it's like oh it just looks too goofy to actually be spooky, but other things are like oh god it's so like vague and non-specific that like your imagination just kind of makes you go what the hell even is that yeah that's i mean that's the most effective horror isn't it fear of the unknown yes yeah that's why that's why stuff that just goes ooga booga every two seconds catches you out the first time and then just makes you giggle every other time ooga booga ah <gasps> i had to do that yeah I, I well, luckily i'll be immune to future ooga boogas yeah, according to ryan's no, theory it's... Yeah, no, it's always, always... Uh... Six years down the line, that's when I'm going to do it yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, ep- episode 652. Just like, you know, ten minutes in, just a one random... Ooga booga. I'm going to do it and louder as well. Actually, then that'll actually be realising someone's playing the Crash Bandicoot games again. Ooga da Ooga Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so... I guess it's now my turn, isn't it? Sure. The, the, the usual Is one. it? Oh, is it someone else's? Well, no, everyone else has had their turn. Are you sure? Okay, you sure? Don't gaslight me, you fuckers. Um, 
We're just making sure that you, this is happening. It is happening. I, I see time going. Right, anyway, yeah. So I've played a couple. I went and uh, had a look through the recent Humble Monthly that unlocked on Friday. And, uh, yeah, been playing some Sniper Elite 4. Because nothing screams nice, relaxed gameplay other than watching, after virtually every bullet, watching a sniper go through a evil Nazi in with x-ray gloriousness and my uncanny ability to keep killing them by shooting them in the eyes. Have you shot them in the groin yet? Uh, no, but um, someone did tell me that it was like, at one point on... Um, Sniper Elite 3, there was a like a, a DLC mission where you could shoot Hitler, and the aim was to actually to shoot him in one testicle to make sure that he had only one ball. Wow, tough crowd. But what were we, what were we on about? Ooga booga. Thank. Yeah. <laughs> Ooga booga. No, no, I was saying there was a DLC mission where you could shoot Hitler in the balls, but you know, apparently that's not the fun. ball. Well, yeah. No, at that time he has yeah. balls. You're removing the one. Yeah. It's a good but, um, day to die when you yeah, are but... a unit. <laughs> Damn it. God, you killed me. See? That's <clears> that was the Immaterial job. Gamers podcast, everyone. See you later. No. <clears throat> um, yeah, no. I've been playing through some of it, actually, with, with Matt. Playing the, like, a co-op campaign that you can do in there. You can play all the levels of the game with up to four people but they also have this asynchronous mode called overwatch not to do with the blizzard game overwatch which coincidentally is the next humble monthly unlocked game but um yeah it's it's like one of you is a sniper so you end up on the high grounds of the map um with the ability to shoot all the dudes all the bad guys and one of you is the spotter, whose job it is to get all the objectives completed. But you don't have a nice sniper rifle that can instantly take a Nazi's head off. You have a crappy submachine gun that is massively loud and pumps lead all over the place so everyone can hear you. So you kind of have to work together to clear out the maps, tagging stuff for the sniper to actually shoot, and then the sniper making sure that you don't become Swiss cheese while you do the objectives. So I kind of like that. I kind of like sort of asynchronous multiplayer in the first place. You know, stuff like three-on-one games and, and stuff like that. They're quite enjoyable. But yeah, I was I was liking that. I want to play some more of it and then uh, you know save Italy from the from the bad Italians and the bad Germans. You know, like how history happened. And then uh, the other game that I've been playing is a game called and I can't believe I'm saying this, Battle Chef Brigade. Oh my god. Yeah, very odd. Very anime, but very odd. Explain yourself. Game. So, <laughs> so the idea is you are, it's a story experience, you are a, a chef in some fantasy world who wants to become part of the Battle Chef Brigade. These are like the best warriors in this fantasy world because not only can they fight but they can cook a mean meal and the idea is that um, you are taking part in a master chef or iron chef or whatever the big cooking show in the world is master chef probably master chef would probably be better 
It's really British, yeah. then. Yeah, in in a sort of sense as well, because it, it is. Because like I've only played one match at the moment, but the idea is that you you end up being judged by like the like the culinary experts of this world, and you are given a set amount of time to not only hunt for your own ingredients, but then make them into a a meal that fits each judge's theme and element. Is one um, of the judges name? Is one of the judges named Rorden Gamsey? Um, no, um, there isn't a. Uh, well, I've not got that far yet. Um, one of the characters, it, one of the other people competing, and it ends up being the trial judge for it. But um, you know, if they don't have, if they don't have Weg Grollis or, or someone like that, or um, you know, Goyd Loesman, you know, or some other joke of a like a chef who you know judges competitions. You lost um, me. They're they're British Master Chef judges over the years. Well, apart from Lloyd Grossman's actually American, but still. Um, so yeah, you like get given five minutes. So it is part side-scrolling Metroidvania-style action RPG, but it is also a puzzle game. It's weird. So it's like you hunt for the stuff. So you hunt for the ingredients by fighting these monsters and creatures that are around. You loot those ingredients, you take them to a pantry, and then you drop them all into a like a match-three puzzle game. And it shouldn't work, but I was enjoying it. I actually thought it was uh, quite quaint. Fascinating. Very, very, very chibi. But, um... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's weird how it's how it's actually working, but I want to play more of it, and I might have to actually talk about it on another podcast or so. But uh, not next week. There's reasons. But um, yeah. So other than that, that's that's what I've been playing. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Yes, uh, we will continue cooking this pan fried rice. Um, no. So that brings a close to the games that we've been playing and after 37 minutes of recording we'll uh, move on to some news uh, can I get a news at 10 style bong please bong um, my bong's downstairs oh I don't, I don't know what your news at 10 bong's on it's that, like a so. it's like a it's like a big ben style bong bong Thank you. That, that, that will actually work. Uh, right, let's move on. To, let's 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 start with dickish things that game developers are doing to try and keep their scummy practices going. Uh, uh, so, so, so this is the the news that two K games, who make all the two K sports games, you know, like NBA two K and all that stuff. Uh huh. Um, our are moaning a little bit and they're begging a government to do stuff in that case it is to ask players to contact Belgian government representatives to re-allow loot boxes into their games this is based off the fact that uh, a couple of weeks back the Belgium Gambling Commission had determined that loot boxes are a form of gambling. Oh, yeah, they and therefore definitely need to be... are. Yeah. So they confirmed that they confirmed that it was a, a form of gambling, and um, have said said that basically any game that has loot boxes needs to remove them 
or remove the game. So you've you know you've got stuff like Blizzard who begrudgingly removed stuff from Overwatch, but then have went. We'll we'll go the old-fashioned way. We'll try and discuss this and see why you know we'll make it real. You know we want to make sure that people have player choice in buying boxes again. I do that but in finger quotes. If that's awful. the case, the only way to make it not gambling is knowing what they're paying for straight off the bat. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if There's you get this, we guarantee you get this. Yeah. There's, there's something that come up that all these games companies are not doing properly, and it's you know it's it's, it's the fact that we add rarity to stuff. Okay, right. So you've got commons, you've got your rares, you've got your super rares. What are the chances of getting each one? Uh, you get these rarities. We don't want to tell you what the drop rates are. Well, that is basically gambling bullshit. Mm. But anyway, that happened. Belgium have. Have you know requested these be removed from the games, but 2K Games, rather than actually launching a legal challenge themselves, have went and said to to their players for the new NBA 2K19, and then yeah, they've, they've basically asked for them. Well, if you want loot boxes, sorry, we can't help you. Blame your government. Go speak to them. And it's like, oh my god, that is petty and stupid. Well, on the long run, they will start losing money soon because the people are fed up with loot boxes. Yeah, I mean that's the pe- that's that. Yeah, you're right. That's that's the thing. The reason loot boxes are being so sort of reviled at the moment is because they are dodgy. Yeah, well, it's like yeah. it's like gambling, except you never win, even when you do get nice stuff. It's like, yeah, I spent sixty dollars on this thing that will disappear in two years when this game is turned off because online servers. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is, which is more likely to happen because of this whole games as a service thing. It's like it's not, you're not you're not buying a functional game anymore. You're buying access to a server that the game's stored on, that they can just turn off the moment they go. Oh, we're not making money anymore. Yeah, you know what? I let them let them moan. I'm on, like... I'm on Belgium side. I it's it it's a whole thing to unpack and it's a lot to talk about bef- like at the end of a podcast so I won't go into everything but essentially this is just proof that the video game industry is essentially playing the world's most expensive game of Jenga it's just like mm. it feels like it's slowly starting to acknowledge the fact that its entire its whole uh, its whole marketing strategy its whole its whole its whole you know its whole game plan is essentially just prop it itself up on as flimsy a platform as possible just so that it can stay stable long enough to build the next thing so they can move on to the next thing and make more money it's like you know it's like like it takes thousands of people to make these games they have budgets like films now or more and Mm. you know it's like players have such increasingly high demands for new content in video games and new kinds of content for video games, it's like you know, it's like they make these decisions, they make these choices, like having loot box systems and paid subscription services and and whatever, to try and maximize their income and profit margins, you know, and making as much money upfront as quickly as possible as they can, so that they can provide these new things that people are constantly demanding and constantly striving for. 
but then it just but eventually you know they run out of momentum and they collapse like a house of cards but and they just have to hope that they've made enough money in the meantime to move on to the next thing so so that they mm. continue to be a business it, it's like i say it's like a game of jenga they're just they're just stealing from you know themselves to try and put themselves up as high as they can and just hope that they don't collapse in the meantime and this is just mm. loot boxes are just one part of the uh the the overall picture here and i feel it's a it's a sign of bad things in the future yeah i mean yeah between that your season passes and everything else it is just dull stuff isn't it buying buying a video game just doesn't seem to be enough it's like it, it, it's kind of ironic that all of these systems that are in place to try and increase the viability of games over a long term to make them more to try and convince people to play them for longer periods of time and, and justify the cost the cost sunk into their game you know yeah. because now games are all online they, every single game that exists has an ongoing cost associated with it because of how expensive it is to run servers and all that because mm. not, we needed to have that in order to make players get the experience that they wanted anyway the you know in order to increase the viability of a game and make it last as long as possible it's almost like they somehow made games last even less time as a result like you know games prior to the internet age you know a, person, a game would come out and people would be happy to play that game for years and years and years mm. before there was ever a sequel if there was ever a sequel yeah you know, people, no, yeah. prior to the internet age, people would be playing games from previous console generations and be just fine with that because that's just how they were. Now it's like yeah. people can't stay interested in a game on average for more than two to six months at a time, despite how many efforts they're, you know, despite what they're doing to try and make people play longer. It's like I I don't I don't understand. It's some kind of the paradox. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. It's like, yeah, we want people to play our games as long as possible, but we want pe- we need people to be playing as many of our games as possible. Is yeah, you're right. Paradox indeed. You know what? Fuck the game industry. You know what? We quit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. But no, I definitely see where you're coming from. It's, so, do we, are we changing you know, name? Just... Are we just becoming new materials? Yeah, yeah, we're just we're just immaterial people. Hey, I already um, I already coined the name Immaterial Productions. I am Productions trademark. Yeah. Don't do not steal. Okay, OC, do not steal. Fair enough. Uh, it's just a, a lot of it though is also in the fault of the publishers as well, with them wanting to you know monopolize on everything. They don't just want your money; they want every penny of your money. They want my pocket money. Yeah, they want they want your money. They want your mother's money. They want your friends' money. They want your yeah, liver. So, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Soon, soon they'll be just become repo man. You know, repo man. It's like, you want to play our games? You need to buy our brain. It's just a complete. I don't, want, I don't want their brain. I already have my own. No, no. It's their, it's their proprietary brain that you've got to buy and install in your own head in order to play the games. Oh God. <laughs> so I have to have surgery now to play a game. For fuck's sake. Yeah, probably. God no. The day that video games reach a point where they actually physically invade my brain with anything. Be it be it through an implant that I already have, and then just connecting to it wirelessly, or or if it's an yeah. actual direct input, the day that happens, I'm out. I'm I quit. I'm <laughs> I'm done. I I don't need. I don't ever want a single other person to have control over how my brain works ever. Period. Oh, there are not, no exceptions. Not even not, doctors. Not, not even doctors. They're not going to control how it works. Just how you see things. 
Yeah, that's how it works, buddy. That's that's part of that definition. That's a part of the umbrella. Not happening. So, bas- so basically saying the moment we end like Sword Art Online... Fuck that. Sword Art Online <laughs> gives me like anxiety. Just the concept I love of it. That. Like makes freaks me out. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> the game's <laughs> terrible, but the show itself no, and the, the, ga- anime, the manga. No, no, you see, no, I'd love the ability to have like full full body VR, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with Duncan on that. The moment they then turn around and say, "Nah, you can't log out," I'm like, "Fuck it, just just kill me now." So yes, yeah, but... instantaneous mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're saying you you would play it until that moment. He's saying he won't play it at all. Ah, well, at least he'd be the one there that'd be on the outside to be able to bloody rip the thing off my head. I don't care if the microwave kills me. <laughs> <laughs> the microwave. The microwave. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah we, we don't have to worry about that Monopoly yet. But we do have to worry about this one. Um, You know, you know you've made it in nerd culture, I guess, when your game, film, movie becomes a Monopoly set. Why? Yeah. I'm not seeing Toy Again, Story. Yeah, Avengers Monopoly. Monopoly. Uh, you Simpsons know, Monopoly. Simpsons Monopoly. Um, I'm sure Batman has his own Monopoly, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does. Um, football clubs have their own Monopoly. And now, so does Fortnite. Yeah, but Fortnite has so many other stuff of their own nowadays. Yeah. If you, but, at my work, yeah. there's a Fortnite ball somewhere. I've seen it. See, I'm just... Uh, um... <laughs> I'd, yeah, no, it's just, it's just you know just monopolies just being all over the place. You know? And why Fortnite though? I mean, how do you make a battle royale game into Fortnite? Uh, uh, well, ask Epic. I mean, a battle royale game into Fortnite? That's what it already is. You might want to try that one again. Or uh, no. How, well, how do you turn how... Fortnite into Monopoly? Yeah, how, sorry. Yeah, I should mention that. Yeah, I should try that again. Right, come on. Wake up! Wake up! Battle Royale game like Fortnite into Monopoly. Well, you know how many times I've I've looked at Monopoly branded things and just been like, how did they make that into Monopoly? And they just do. They just do. Do you know something? Lots of imagination. It it still gives you the same family arguments, the same everything. (laughs) (laughs) Someone ends up losing a leg. Oh, you you lose the table. I think it's other way around. Epic Games. Ask for Monopoly brand to make to basically make it, and now both of them are making money. But I I I assume it was Epic influence to make it. Mm. You know what would be funny if they if the people who made Fortnite uh like bought out Hasbro. Obviously they don't have enough money. Like theoretically, like if they had enough money to do that and they bought out Hasbro and they could have a monopoly on Monopoly <laughs> and make oh. a Monopoly game for for their game. I know that'd be oh that'd be that'd be awful, but uh, you know, jeez. I mean, apparently, oh, I'm yeah, looking, I'm looking at when it's long, actually due to come out. As long as you've got a good franchise and people are into one single media and they are willing to spend loads of money on it, Ruby. Wow! Well, all I heard was. <laughs> Then you, then you, then you're getting an entrance into you know other branches. So mm-hmm. everything, so you're getting to the point when you see, uh, let's say for Fortnite. When you see a Fortnite, you want that item, no matter what it is. You don't, you are not interested in anything else, whether uh, it's t-shirts, I agree, uh, shoes, backpack, uh, uh, or whatever. 
it's have a Fortnite on it, I'm buying it. If you give me a Minecraft pig, I'm buying it. I exactly. don't know what you're talking about. Looks around and I have 12 ruby figures on my wall and and a laser team action figure and an RTX loot bag and 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 a ruby gr uh, grim hoodie. Oh God, what have I become? Yeah, yeah. No, mine's definitely. I I definitely don't do stuff. I'm a like four stacks of board games ready to kill a human man. You know, no, but you've got diversity. What we're talking about is when you have brand loyalty to the extent that you'll just buy everything that is associated with them. I bought, I bought Rooster Teeth dog collars. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shill. So the the only thing I have for this is is I have Gundam models all over the place. Wrestling shirts. Oh yeah, you've got that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what have you got, Darius? Uh. Should lots of random stuff to be honest. Rubbish. That's what it's called. You can't. That's not. No, don't, don't be cruel. <laughs> and that's not being cruel. You see it. Well, I think <laughs> I think the only kind of franchise which you might find more than another are The Witcher. Yeah. Because of uh, books, because of the um, collector editions game of the games, books. Uh, books. Um, T-shirt, um, notepads, um, notepads, and small figures as well somewhere lying around. So yeah, uh, that's that's the only thing which I have franchise-wise. Hey, it turns out we've all got our our obsessions. Tell you what, the best licensed board game though, StarCraft Risk. Fuck. Oh, StarCraft Risk. Oh and yeah, he got I a like phone it. call. He got a phone call. No, I'm not yeah. answering it. But yeah, no, it's great. It's basically like regular Risk, except the board has been like flipped horizontally, and uh, the cards that you get at the end of the turn that normally you just use for armies, yeah. uh, you also have like abilities printed Special on them. Special ability, yes. Yes. I've got the game. I've got the game. So I and, uh, know what you. I know what you're talking about. So it it goes from a game of hoarding these cards for as long as possible and and until you're forced to turn them in, which is what every risk game turns into eventually, uh, yeah. to a game where basically people just spend their cards almost as soon as they get them because the abilities are just so good that they're useful like all the time and they're just like mm -hmm. it's so much different it's so different from regular risk and you can get achievements that you can use you know that give you rewards that help you that give you like permanent buffs in the game like you can get an extra attack die where you get to use four attacking dice instead of three and use your best three huh. uh, you have defense die where you get an extra defending die and use the best two uh, and the miniatures create... miniatures are great yeah you I, get like, one. I like the I like the little zerg ones zerglings yeah I love the little models I think the zerg models are actually probably the most top-notch models they got they got, they're really well detailed they all stand you, really nicely. How do you how do you actively represent a Zerg rush in StarCraft Risk? Then just just picturing like just this board covered in tiny little Zerg models. Well, still each model is worth one. Uh, yeah. One soldier basically. Yeah. They okay. are just they are just a representation, visual representation of each. Uh, yeah, and you also get. Uh, you also get hero units, mm. which uh, they don't count as an army, but you basically use them. Uh, you basically put them buff. with your army, 
and what they do is whenever they're attacking or defending from the location that they're on, uh, mm. they add plus one to your highest die roll for that battle. So like if you rolled a five you as your highest roll, you get a six. And if you get a six, you have a seven. And if you get a seven, then that means that unless they also have a plus one of some kind, then you automatically win that particular engagement. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty pretty cool. They're pretty helpful. But yeah, no, it's it's great. I, I like that they take they have the basic core gameplay of Risk, <laughs> but they supercharged it with some Starcrafty themed uh, elements. Uh, I play quite frequently with my family. Fair enough. Well, that that was uh, that took us right down a rabbit hole, and I uh, I guess I secretly got my question answered out of there as well. Just just turned it from I I didn't think of a question, but just when you when you when you get the question of what game would you like to you turn know, into a board game. I was going to go with what game would you like to turn into a board game, but then it just the question ended up just being, what obsession do you have in terms of collecting stuff? And it you know got answered pretty easily. Well, at the moment on the Kickstarter, you can go Horizon Zero Dawn. What? It's licensed on by, well, you know, licensed from PlayStation. Mm. They license it to um, one of the British developer. They also make the um, Dark Souls board game. Oh, uh, yeah, them ones. Yeah, and then they ask him for £100 for a board game. Yeah, I say this is someone who sits there and goes, when they look at something and it's 55 quid for a board game. However, you, you're, getting, you're getting shit loads of figures in it. Yeah, that's, that's just but more then to I break. am I am I'm kind of a person who prefer just to sit down, have a good time, than have a models on the display. So mm. I would be more happier to save, let's say, thirty quid, and have a you know cardboard standees. Mm. Yeah. I can't say anything because as the shill that I am, I spend probably over a hundred. U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars, mind you, more expensive than Canadian. Uh, mm-hmm. On the super duper mega ultra extended balls of the walls edition of Ruby Combat Ready, or Rooster Teeth board game, up and coming. Uh, and I still haven't got that yet. They've been delayed like months and months and months, and I still don't have it. I got, I got the coin, I got the T-shirt, and I got the prints. That's all I've got from that order yet. No. Oh. All You'll the rest of it's the rest. in the game. That You'll expense. get the rest. Oh, man. Right. I'm going to drop that last bit of news. We've got one, because I don't think I can actively talk about it without offending someone. And two, because we're nearly running up to an hour. Yeah. So, uh, Wait, who, we'll, who are we uh, offending? We're not. Uh-huh. Um, we'll <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Correct so, answer. Um, well, I'm going home. Yeah, so we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Um good link into the fact that we're talking Rooster Teeth stuff. Me and Stefan won't be here on next week's podcast. Because no. we are going to be in London. To buy a heat magazine. To buy a heat magazine but also to go to RTX London. That just happened, oh. that just happened to fall on the dates. Yeah. yeah no, no, it's heat magazine first, convention next. But uh, no, this will be my first convention I've ever been to so that will be fun. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, me, me and Steph are going to try and document it in some way. 
we'll uh, we'll figure that out. That'll that'll probably yeah, that'll that'll probably end up on the website a couple of weeks after, and um, maybe discussed on like the next after podcast. But someone will be taking over my hosting uh, for that. Uh, It it may be Matt, it may be someone else, but uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be taking over for next week. So I basically just need another. just, just need another showrunner for the episode. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So just, just, just another showrunner, um, and then yeah, just, just remember to, to treat that showrunner like you would treat me. So poorly and make fun of Correct. him all the time. Correct. Yeah. Sounds like my okay. type of value. I could do that. Okay. No, that, that, that. But be great. if they don't okay. treat you the same way Ryan treats you, then deal with Ryan. What? What? <laughs> what? What? With with derision yet politeness. Yeah. If we don't get the nice reply, reply, polite responses from our negative attitudes, it will slowly drive down a rabbit hole of deceit, neglect, and then we may lead to murder. Or suicide. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Treat them fine treatment, you know, make sure they treat you fine. We'll, we'll keep that going. The last thing I need to do is, you know, sit there. Oh yeah, so uh, you know, is there any business decisions that you're going to write off? Yeah, the four mass murderers that I hired. <laughs> hey, it'll only be three. It'd be the host, whoever you've got replaced hosting you would be the issue. Yeah. And to be honest, I won't be there anyway, so it'd be only the two of them. Yeah. Slash three of them. It depends on how um, the general takes it. And you know, the general, yeah. he has the guns. He's armed and ready. Yeah, he's always armed and ready, ladies. Okay, so yeah, so that's now the that's the oddest wrap up to a podcast that I've done in the six weeks that we've been going. So um, avoid the rabbit yeah, hole, children. Avoid the yeah. rabbit hole. Oh Jesus! Avoid the, avoid the rabbit, rabbit hole. You don't you don't want to break your ankles. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap that up there. So thank you for listening. If you managed to get this far. I know it's a, it's been an odd journey, but I appreciate it if you do. Remember, follow the Twitter, follow the Facebook, um, like, share, and subscribe. I didn't say that; someone else did with my voice. Um, and other than that, you must appease someone... the YouTube algorithm bots. Yeah, oh, oh, algorithm. What a what a word. Yeah. Um, oh God, that scared me now. Uh, we'll we'll leave that there, and someone will see you next week. Alrighty. Take care. So, uh, yeah. Have a good one. See you later. Coconuts. (laughs) Yeah.